From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Tuesday the 9th of August. Good afternoon. Today we're going to be talking about the FBI's raid on Mar-a-Lago, but we'll also be discussing three other important stories from today and talking through the range of measures being taken by Europe to avert an energy crisis this winter. But first, on Monday morning, the FBI executed a search warrant at Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate in Palm Beach, Florida. The search and seizure of documents was part of an ongoing Justice Department investigation into the former president's allegedly unlawful handling of White House documents and records after he left office. And maybe unsurprisingly, Trump was the first to announce what happened. He posted a statement saying, My beautiful home, Mar-a-Lago, is currently under siege, raided and occupied by a large group of FBI agents, and added that they even broke into my safe. Now, White House records fall under the Presidential Records Act of 1978, which requires that when a president or vice president leaves office, all of their documents are given to the National Archive for preservation and cannot be kept personally by the president, as at that point, he or she becomes a private citizen once again. Now, this law was created in response to former President Nixon's mishandling of presidential files during the Watergate scandal, such as audio tapes of his private conversations, written correspondence, and phone records. Now, this presidential records investigation is just one of a number of active Justice Department investigations connected to Donald Trump, and it's safe to say that this is a major escalation. In the United States, in order for law enforcement to get a search warrant, they must prove to a judge that there's reasonable grounds to believe that in the place being searched, there'll be evidence of an offense, or as it's more commonly known, probable cause. With that in mind, it's fair to assume that the FBI, DOJ, and other law enforcement entities believe that Trump was in possession of documents that could be used to incriminate him. And these documents could be related to anything, such as memos, intel briefings, emails, faxes, and a whole bunch of other materials. But Trump's response to the raid was defiant, calling the raid prosecutorial misconduct by radical left Democrats. And he even went on to say that he's been working and cooperating with relevant government agencies. Republican politicians have also been vocal in their opposition to the FBI's actions, painting it as a witch hunt by Democrats. While Democrats argue that this raid is, is just the justice system working and that no one is above the law, not even the former president of the United States. Clearly not everyone agrees though, with House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, a Republican, saying that the Justice Department has reached an intolerable state of weaponized politicization, and said that when Republicans take back the House, we will conduct a media oversight of this department, follow the facts, and leave no stone unturned. The Democratic chair of the House Oversight Committee, Carolyn Maloney, said that it's clear that the department must fully investigate President Trump's potentially grave mishandling of classified information. Now, where things go from here remains to be unseen, but it's safe to say that the unprecedented event only adds to Donald Trump's legal problems. Trump already has investigations in Georgia and DC in relation to his efforts to overturn the 2020 election, as well as a tax investigation in New York. If indicted, Trump will be the first president in American history to face a criminal trial. 
So this is clearly huge news. Okay, so that's the biggest story of the day, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. The European Union has just put forward the final text in a bid to revive the 2015 Iran nuclear deal. The negotiations, which started last week in Vienna, are widely seen as a last-ditch effort to save the agreement after the US unilaterally pulled out under President Donald Trump. The EU's High Representative for Foreign Affairs and Security Policy announced on Monday that what can be negotiated has been negotiated, and it's now a final text. Burrell highlighted that a political decision must now be taken by Iran and the US as to whether to sign up to the New Deal. Now, the agreement originally saw Iran agree to heavily restrict its nuclear activity, in return for the US lifting sanctions on the country. But since the US's unilateral withdrawal, Iran has wanted reassurances that no future administration would be able to unilaterally withdraw again, and that they'd be protected from further retaliation. Whether the two sides will sign the agreement is yet to be seen, but the EU certainly hopes this is a good step forward. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Next up, the dispute between Poland and the EU has taken a turn for the worse. Larislav Kaczynski, widely considered to be one of Poland's most powerful politicians, has pledged that his government will do no more to satisfy the EU's wishes. However, in order to unlock the remaining tranches of funding from the EU's post-COVID recovery fund, all member states, Poland included, must meet a number of milestones, and failure to meet them basically means no more money. Kaczynski has now said that we have shown maximum goodwill, but concessions have yielded nothing. It's time to learn lessons. The ruling Law and Justice Party's Secretary General said that if the European Commission tries to push us against the wall, we will have no choice but to pull out the cannons in our arsenal and open fire. Kaczynski has even suggested that Warsaw could begin vetoing EU initiatives, start legal action against the Commission, and build a coalition to fire von der Leyen from the Commission. So it seems that tensions are only growing between Poland and the EU. Finally, over the past few weeks, the UK government has faced questions and criticism for removing commitments to reproductive rights from a UK-led multi-nation statement on religious freedom and gender equality. But it seems that we now have an answer. A foreign office minister has said that the removal of reproductive rights from the statement was done to be more inclusive of all perspectives and views, and to allow for a constructive engage of views on all issues. Now, the original statement was signed by over 20 countries and included commitments to sexual and reproductive health and rights, as well as bodily autonomy. The amended statement, however, doesn't include these commitments and has only been signed by eight countries thus far, one of which is Malta, where abortion is illegal in all cases. In his explanation, the minister added that the UK is committed to defending and promoting universal and comprehensive sexual and reproductive health and rights, and will continue working with other countries to protect gender equality in international agreements. 
That's all we have time for on YouTube today. But if you want to see more, including our discussion on the range of measures being taken to try and avert an energy crisis in Europe, then you should watch the extended ad-free version of the daily briefing over on Nebula. Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free, but also get an extended version of the show every single weekday. Available to watch on Nebula or to stream on your podcast app of choice. So if you want to support the channel and get an even more extensive briefing every day, then you'll want to sign up. And there's good news. Our friends at CuriosityStream, the streaming service with some of the world's best documentaries, is offering a deal whereby you can get both platforms, CuriosityStream and Nebula, for less than $15 a year. That's all the documentaries you could want on CuriosityStream, and then more TLDR on Nebula, including the extended briefing, other full exclusive TLDR videos, and, well, it's always ad-free too. Click the link below to get both services for less than $15 a year, 